0: some form of external pressure like damn i'm not out there interviewing all these people i need to be more productive and then that's the whole thing of like feeling as though you have to be productive even though it's literally a global pandemic <laughs> like, yeah. just getting through the day being able to breathe
1: is a success also on that note not even to cut you off do you remember i remember i sent this to you and i was like ha 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 but there was this tweet that was going around like All men during lockdown
0: do not start a podcast. Oh, big time, yeah? And I was like, (laughs) don't tell me what to do. What we do here is go back, 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 back.
2: And we're back. And we're back with another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. We're here on a Sunday. It is Sunday today, isn't it? That was not very confident. It is Sunday. It's been a big week. It's for been a big week for me, and, and you know it's been a big week for me. It's been a bit of a holiday for me this week. Um, and here we are recording a second podcast in person. Um, but today, today is a, another very special one for us, isn't it? It is, because we got some people in the room who are not normally in the room <laughs> where it you? happens. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, yeah today, we're, today we're joined by... Why, two two very very talented up and coming well up and coming you've been out for longer than we have it's so stylish. that's a little bit rude from it's us stylish. two other wellington podcasters tabby kai who've kindly agreed to come on on this week's episode to to round out the the mental health movember quartet as we definitely haven't named it until until just then it's a good one. but yeah it's, it's a, it's a good. forum today's a forum um and we got we got a couple of a couple of the extra bros in today um I know, do you guys want to introduce yourself? That
1: was that was great for That of was all. smooth, bro. I don't <laughs> want to clap because it'll hurt people's yeah. ears, but that was nice. That man. was, that a was really, nice. Really yeah. nice introduction. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm Kai. So Yeah, I was wanna say
0: they can't see me, so just get used to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why you've never recorded a podcast before when you know that they also can't see you. This is my first time, Tabby. Damn, I'm happy for you. Thank you, bro. That's Tabby by the way.
3: <laughs> you can hear the pointing across the room. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. signalling i guess yeah we just when we when matt and i were were planning this month we sat down and we like talked about what we wanted to do and trying to make all these four episodes a bit different and we thought one thing that was was something that we had to take advantage of was that matt was in wellington mm-hmm. there are some awesome other creative people in wellington yeah. and we thought let's get some more voices in the room because damn people must be getting sick of just you and me they're probably like sitting there like
2: Yes. Yes. Some, yes, some fresh new, some fresh new. voices and perspectives. I mean, it has been six months it has and been six uh, months. it's been leading to this. It's, it's nice. I mean, as you were saying, this whole month is about mental health and for us, it's about conversations. So the fact that we can be here in a room with two more bros and have a conversation. Have a conversation. We'll just keep it going.
3: Um, every week, how we like to start out is, is Matt and I will take turns to ask each other a question just to lead things in and this week well the question for you two, Oh boy stop it that and was, the question the question it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a maths no um, the question for this week for both of you and we're just interested to hear your perspectives is what's been the best part of 2020 for you guys Damn. this year's been loaded with so mm. much mm. negative energy and bad stuff and I'm just interested to hear like what's the what's the best thing about this year for you
1: yeah, I'm going to think about this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think for me, if I was to think of the best thing that's happened for me, it's probably just an attitude shift mm-hmm. and just seeing a whole lot of things that I had been working towards for a number of years, whether that's job, whether that's things that I'm doing outside of work, whether that's the relationships that I have, seeing all that kind of work come to fruition and just seeing a path for the next couple of years. Now, this is obviously like background... The fact that we have covid has obviously ruined like a lot of different things that i would have yeah, wanted yeah. to do this a year lot. but just trying to focus on controlling what i can control nice. and those things kind of going well has been the best thing for the year so maybe attitude would be like if there's one thing that i would be able to take off as a good thing from this year
3: it's mm. definitely been a year where like perspectives have a shift on Absolutely. so on so much stuff and i th- i think yeah, that's the one thing like taking away from this year is it's pretty hard to view anything the same way as we
2: did like 12, 12 months oh, ago. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. I uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm really in the same boat as that that attitude. Mine's shifted so much this year. Just so many. So so much change. <laughs> but for good. But yeah. for good. A lot's coming out of it.
3: Yeah, and a lot of the stuff's been like how did we go through like twenty plus years of just presuming the stuff's all the same and then autopilot down. You're like, Oh, Oh, take this, take this not for granted. (laughs) Anyway, I'm, I'm waffling. I I cut you off. (laughs)
0: Um, Completely forgot what I was going to say. Damn. That's right. I'll okay. yeah. It'll come that back. That thought will come back. It
3: was I... a gem, though. I could see you forming you, in your eyes. Mate, it was going to be poetic. in my
0: eyes were going. I was, I was actually just going to lay it up to Kai to yeah. say what his one uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was. Oh, shit. <sure. laughs> I just wanted to hey. save me some That grounding. was nice. That was Thank you, nice. Um,
1: uh, Honestly, probably a uh, very similar thing. I felt like this year I was actually able to sit down and breathe in and out, like inhale mm. and exhale. Um, and just because I think the yeah the slow like everything kind of went slow and stuff and you were able to detect the pace and detect the change i think that was the biggest thing for my 2020. i was very positive because in the last few years i don't know whether it's on social media or not but i find myself just moving so fast Mm. and and like things just pass you very fast and stuff and i think in 2020 i was just able to be like sit down in lockdown i was forced to sit down um (laughs) and just kind of like yeah detect the pace change and actually sit with some things that i've been growing with and stuff and like I felt like this was the biggest change where I became an adult this year, so that's my positive. I think I became an adult. Yeah. By learning how to breathe. Yeah. Which sounds stupid, but it's so
2: important. Oh, so I important, stupid, man. Yeah. Nah. Mental we, uh, space, think, yeah. emotional space. We've got to slow down, like you were saying. Yeah. There's so much going on, and especially this year, there's still so much going on. But the fact that we did get the time to just be like, hey world's burning chill out for a bit yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah. I will yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> I heard a really interesting
3: article on the radio the other day where they were talking about like why our sense of time has shifted this year and how like February feels like 10 years ago yeah. and what happened three months ago and they, they were interviewing some learned individual and he was saying like our density of experience is way higher than it has ever been just yep. the volume of stuff happening in a small amount of time which I I couldn't really track how that translated to this year, both feeling slow and super, super fast. But it it has, because I've chatted to some people. Some people feel like it's raced by. Like we were in January yesterday. And for some people, you know, it's just dragging and dragging and dragging. But I think it has to do with the fact that there aren't really any uneventful days. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's the thing. I feel like it's a mentality switch of... uh we wake up every day knowing that there have been thousands of things to happen while we've been asleep Yeah, and now especially due to COVID-19 and a lot of stuff hasn't actually happened we're actually finding that there's less and less news Mm. it's like oh wait things
0: are the same as they were yesterday but then on the flip side something can change literally tomorrow and our lives will change for next month exactly right if there's in Wellington tomorrow a positive case that will change our plans for the rest probably of the year Yeah. yeah so it's a weird kind of position to be in where while well, talking about control where you can control so much of what you plan to do you actually can't control mm. at all yeah you know like i'm planning on flying to auckland in a week something could happen and i'm just like not yeah, going to go to auckland yeah so, so it's it's a very weird time to kind of be living
2: yeah uh, I, and for me being in auckland this year as well has been both rewarding and hard families in auckland it's good right they're there for support But being there and obviously having the second lockdown as well and it being extended a little bit more, it really did just get in the way of everything. Um, And I remember coming down here for the holiday, they had the other cases in Auckland. And I did, I had anxiety. I was like, am I even going to get down to Wellington for this holiday that I've been waiting for months for? Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're so right. I could flip on a dime. But, I mean, they say that we're going to be living like this for the next year or two. And that's... (laughs) And that's scary <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I don't think any of us really realize how big that change is at. Yeah, like the whole we'll, we might be living for this for the like next one or two years and it's like oh things won't go absolutely back to normal there'll be just a few conditions on living for the rest of our
0: lives. And yeah. people view it as, okay, we get a vaccine and everything's back to some form for No, no. like It'll no. take a long time for people to feel confident about the fact that X, and, X percent of the population have the vaccine so I yep. can go and travel overseas. Yep. What, is it going to be country by country that we can then go travel to? And mm. of course, we're talking from a relatively privileged perspective in the fact that we're worried about, say, traveling yes. overseas. Yeah. When am I going to get my Bali on? You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's yeah it's interesting times i think
3: um and the thing that gets me is when i'm like no one's coming into this country unless you're a kiwi or you're an essential visa worker for a long 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 time Mm. like the 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 vaccine could come in tomorrow but all that extra stuff of letting people in how do you validate that they've had a vaccine and whatever country they're coming from like the concept of, of tourists visiting that could be five years oh yeah true but that's a sunday man i'm just looking to get through sunday have a nice sleep (laughs) for tomorrow um what would you say matt what would you say your silver lining from this year is i mean i know we've talked about it a little bit but yeah yeah um or maybe something that we haven't haven't talked about like I know you've got to spend lots of time with your family this it, year oh,
2: honestly like... it, it it would be that it really would I know I've said it before but it's probably the biggest thing being down here in Wellington for the past six years has been amazing in the sense of growing up and seeing fresh perspectives and meeting new people and friends and trying to start some sort of career but being kind of dropped in Auckland was the scariest thing to happen this year with everything changing. But being around my mum has probably been the most rewarding thing in years. Mm. Just being with her and spending time with her. She comes and chills out all the time. We're watching Netflix, cooking dinner together. She's looking after the cat. Like It's just the small mundane things that I've really been treasuring over this year. Mm. Um, and I know I've said before, the podcast and things, it's, it's been a real nice consistency for the whole entire year. But yeah, just the mundane. I love the mundane. I love just chilling out and being able to just chill out with mum love it yeah love it
3: that's beautiful
0: That's man. yeah that's so I nice man. It, man yeah
2: yeah. I think spending
3: time with with family has definitely been I think for this this year mm. right Like, and I mean it's obviously different for people whose families are in the same city that they're in there's probably lots of people who haven't got to spend time with family this year I mean both domestically and internationally mm. but yeah I'm I'm there with you and I think I think another thing I wanted to ask you guys about in terms of silver linings of this of this year is I know that you guys have been podcasting like before COVID happened how has your perspective on this as like a creative outlet and something that you can have as a constant that you want to work on and, and grow and and let's face it it's, it's like an it's an audio medium I mean for, for Matt and I both being actors by trade like the whole theatre and filming mm. that stuff for a long period of time and still internationally is down but being able to do stuff orally has yeah. taken a massive massive boom like how's your perspectives shifted on on both like having a a creative outlet that you can continue in these mad times yeah. but also like the way i guess that you relate to the world and how that comes through because i think for us that's part of why we did this like oh yeah there's so much going on and and Just having a space to be like, oh well, let's talk about some stuff because otherwise it's all staying up here in the (laughs) cranium and that ain't (laughs) helpful.
1: I feel, I feel like there's there's so many different changes and I know Tabi will have a few in his mind as well. So I won't talk forever, but like starting out with podcasting, you you didn't even think that there were any limitations before COVID nineteen, right? And I think yeah, as as an audio platform, you probably still would think that there's not a lot, but even just so little as like us meeting up to talk about it or do plan an episode or even just to like start writing things are changing so often and our our podcast we focus on events that affect New Zealand um, Mm. and especially like New Zealand history in the times that social media has been the main form of communication Mm. and COVID-19 New Zealand communication tripled quadrupled like every single article was about COVID-19 and stuff and so I know I felt in writing the episodes I felt like this massive pressure to write about COVID-19 and how it affects us and even like getting into the whole like fake news media type thing Yeah, I mean I won't go into that but yeah I feel like the audio platform that we have, we were almost pressured to move towards COVID nineteen, and then we were slowed down by the fact that we couldn't record. Yeah. I couldn't see Tabby for weeks, and I felt sad about it. But um, Don't yeah, lie to people, bro. Wow, okay. <laughs> you can tell which way this relationship works.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's like that's one of that's one of the things I think COVID nineteen did to us. Um, yeah, what, what
0: do you reckon? I think it kind of shifted my perspective on podcasting as well because the fact that, as you say, like a lot of different things like theatre can happen, it kind of increased the focus on podcasting. Because, I mean, you've been doing it from Wellington to Auckland, right? Which means that yeah. you could be in any part of the world and still be able to do it. So while it obviously made it more difficult, say, to kind of meet in person and kind of lunch and talk about it or whatever, it, for us, meant that, say, a slight shift kind of in how we operate. Mm. But in terms of, like, moving forward... I just think that it's a relatively... I mean, think about it. We have equipment, we have laptops. It's kind of shown to me, especially because of COVID, the disparities between those, unfortunately, who have and have not. Mm. It's kind of shown me just how fortunate we are to actually be able to have a microphone and talk about these historical kind of things that have happened in New Zealand. So it's, it's kind of showed that to me, that we're just very fortunate to do it. And given we have this opportunity... We're just going to keep talking. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. just, just going to keep talking. But <laughs> I think that's one shift. And as you said, this could, we could sit and talk about that for like hours in terms of how COVID has kind of shifted our perspective of just being content. I kind of don't really like using the term, but like content creators per yeah. se. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the content creation, like market is just going ridiculous because also more people
0: are listening to podcasts. More people are listening, also more people are making podcasts. The amount of people, yeah. who, also they were able to say interview celebrities during lockdown because yeah. they were all at home. Yeah, they were all at home. Yeah. Yeah. So it did True. kind of put some form of external pressure, like, damn, I'm not out there interviewing all these people. I need to be more productive. And then that's the whole thing of like, feeling as though you have to be productive even though it's literally a global pandemic <laughs> like, yeah. just getting through the day being
1: able to breathe is a success also on that note not even to cut you off do you remember i remember i said this to you and i was like ha 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 but there was this tweet that was going around like all men during lockdown do not start a podcast. Oh, big time, yeah. And <laughs> I was like, Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not <laughs> gonna listen to you. I'm gonna lean
0: into that. Tweet. wait a damn second <laughs> <laughs> And we
3: made a podcast. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> Look at Four us, bros podcast. around the table.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, we diff- I definitely remember seeing that and being like, all right, I'm gonna wait the appropriate amount of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then definitely going to do exactly yeah, that. Yeah, thing. exactly
0: yeah. that. <laughs> and then all the lockdown artists releasing music. Oh, I made this in week one of ISO. It's like okay.
3: Oh,
1: lockdown art, bro. Yeah, that was. Oh, we could dissect that for mm. hours. Lockdown art was fantastic. <sighs> just no time constraint, no time pressure. The nah. artists were just going yeah. for going it. Going for
0: it. How did th- it change your guys' perspective on just because, as you said, going for people who are mostly in theatre, mm. doing this would have been a monumental kind of shift in the fact that they can't see you. Yes. The expressive nature that both of you guys have may have been difficult to adjust, that while they hear what you're saying, they can't actually feel the fact that when you're attacking James, you know, you're pointing at him, you're <laughs> yeah. being agree you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for us, like, everything that we do is... It's a relationship with audience, They're particularly yep. with theatre. That's why we love it, because it's such a, a tangible... You say something, and there's either reaction or there's not. Mm-hmm. There's there's laughter or lack of laughter. And I think what I've realised is, is podcasting and, and audio medium is so much more down the film and television area, where you create something and you put it out, and you can sort of only judge how people react to it by numbers of downloads and the people who comment on what you've done. Yeah. But, you know, say you get 50 downloads on an episode and you get three people message you and be like, "Hey, this was really great." There's 47 other people that could <laughs> hate it or also love it or and I think I think what's been valuable for for me exploring this sort of version of creativity is sitting down recording something putting it out and being like well next week we do a different thing and not staying so hyper invested in one little product and Mm. I think that just comes because the audience is out there somewhere you have to trust that the stat machine that's telling you that <laughs> listen there's someone in Honduras who's listening to us <laughs> in, and if yeah. you're listening to this we love you it's it's so random person you there, there's the, you check the map and just like oh, yeah. oh we're popping there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 number seven in Portugal <laughs> yeah so also, you love us <laughs> yeah we're going to show out there soon so <laughs> yeah we're touring we're in 2035 yeah I don't know for me Look, it's been all yeah. like all, the way that we relate to to audience and yeah. how you have to put the performance aspect is it's just down to like being storytellers and being yeah, engaged
2: in and sharing in, in conversation. Mm, exactly. I, I think that's the, that's the thing with me in theater. As you were saying, I love an audience. Mm. I like being the center of attention. I do. <laughs> do you get the I energy do. from the audience? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. how I get off on stage. Oh, it's a weird what? way of putting oh. it, but it's true. If the audience is giving me something back, then I'll keep on giving them stuff, you know? Um, and that's it's that instant gratification of what you're doing is, is being enjoyed. And that's exactly what you just said. It's, it's, it's different with this medium in the sense of you kind of almost got to go hunting for that. Hmm. But not that. I, I think we realized very early on that that isn't something that's really driving this. You know, it was we wanted to sit down talk, have a conversation about things that we want to talk about and things that we're interested in and we love. And from there, it's just evolved into now being six months later, talking in a room with two other people, you know, and we just want to keep on going with that way. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, in the sense of creativity and, and stuff, this is the next, you know, collaboration, because that's the other thing with theatre, collaboration, mm. Collab- coll- mm. collaborating. So the fact that we're collaborating with you in this room right now is brilliant, absolutely brilliant it's just like a different part of the brain
3: mm. I think um, I know there are some artists whether it be like musicians or actors or, or fine artists that really hone in on one specific craft and nothing else is of interest to them I think Matt and I are probably similar in that we're, we're not those kind of artists we're far more interested in dabbling and this has been like an absolute dabble experience and we've we've we genuinely have a have a love for this that I think is completely different from other things. Like sure. We talk about the industry that is our primary passion a lot. And that fuels all of the conversations that we have, but fundamentally like these are conversations that we wouldn't have. Otherwise Like, we could be in a show together talking about say some, and the show could have themes of say sections, sex and sexuality or toxic masculinity, you know, an episode that we've done, but I think our focus would be on, like, the acting and the, mm. the the devising of the show and and maybe we wouldn't step back and actually have the conversations with each other outside the realm of that. And I think that's something about this medium that is so... I mean, it's, it's not glorified, right? Like, it's just a discussion. Like, you guys at least do some research with your stuff and you actually go <laughs> online and you, you, you consult uh, some stuff. A lot of the time, it's it us just being like, well, what's happening upstairs? I guess we'll... <laughs> Put it out there and... Maybe benefit. we'll just quickly check that on Google. I'm yeah. Sure. Oh, all the time. We'll be like, oh, what year was that movie? What oh, was yeah. that? Just talking, trying to Google what year. Did <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire come out? Was it 2000? I think one thing that really interests me about what you guys do is it seems to be so... Not driven by social media, but you guys have a, have an acute awareness. Um, I feel like both in your personal Instagrams and and... I use Instagram as, like, a summary of social media as a whole, right? Like, I think it's still... I mean, I know some people have big time to TikTok, but I think Instagram probably still holds the, like, the nucleus of social media. Yeah. I feel like you guys both have a really good understanding of of engaging through social media... While also not taking it too seriously but understanding that it can be really serious and it's one thing that matt and i have never talked about like it was an episode that we've sort of stashed away for ages just talking about social media and obviously you can talk about all the elements of it till the cows come home but specifically with how you viewed social media maybe this year and how that relates to you know both cozy corner and, and unpacking and I guess New Zealand's sense of community or maybe lack thereof over the last year. What really interests me about what you guys do is you you kind of consult friends, you use random people who you've never met's comments as as stuff to fuel your conversation. Do you think social media has changed this year? Or do you think it was always kind of that was always what we were operating under? And just COVID-19 has come in and it's just like another more juicy morsel. Or do you think we, having gone through lockdown and changed all these perspectives on life, have we actually sort of, I don't know, evolved social a great media question. stuff?
0: Yeah, firstly, incredible That's a great <laughs> question. That's such a good question. <laughs> like, And when you started it, I was thinking, okay, we can go down so many parts. Oh and there's boy. there's literally so many to go down. <sighs> I think social media definitely has, maybe its use has amplified mm. this year, given a lot of different places around the world, especially in Western, Western countries. I mean, look, most of the people I interact with on social media from New Zealand, Australia, a lot of Western countries have had some form of lockdown, which has meant they're just yeah. spending so much more time on social media. And I think there has been a big move in the activism space on social media to use it as the platform to share different experiences and while it always has been the case maybe maybe i'm just not following the right people but this year definitely i've seen an uptick in that and it's there's a lot of things i I have a lot of thoughts on it right like you can see there's a lot more maybe not a lot more but cancel culture definitely a Mm. big thing especially on instagram I mean, in some cases if you're if you're seen to be following this person, not following this person, that can cause a firestorm. Now whether that is a fair thing to do, because you could be at the dentist and not checking your phone at the time and then apparently someone's cancelled and it's like, look, it's 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 difficult to navigate because <laughs> yeah. people have the expectation that you're able to act at, at all times, but then also social media does have detrimental impacts to people's mental health. Mm. Mm-hmm. and it's at different times this year I have need to take a step back from it because yeah. as you'll say we spend a lot of time looking say for different content on social media just engaging ourselves different people but ultimately it's I mean it's not necessarily real yeah right bang like it's bang its not real anything. like and from one perspective you could be like damn I spend so much time on this thing that's not even real but the way that I I want not so speak for you Kai but It's just a way to tell stories. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And kind of go back to this year for me, because I'm a lot more comfortable in myself, I'm more comfortable talking about stories that I've never spoken to people about in different points in my life. And there's a weird disconnect between me sharing something on Instagram, sharing maybe something personal about, say, my family or something like that, and then somebody in real life come up and ask me about it and at times it's like whoa that's we don't know each other like that but then because i've shared it on social media some people feel as though they have full access to you and you're kind of theirs to kind of do what they want so it's for me kind of using social media a lot more this year than i ever have there's been a lot of different changes and that's probably like a tenth of my probably take on social media and COVID because could probably write a actually I'm not going to say I probably write a thesis on it. People out there running theses, they're dedicating their lives to this. Yeah. I'm just I just post on social media about <laughs> yeah. know? But Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think that's
3: that's part of why we wanted to collaborate with you guys because Matt and I over the last three weeks and I guess the last 6 months have had so many conversations and we we knew each other super well before we started this. Now we know each other even better. True. But there is a difference between like the conversations that we have and the conversations that we might have as a wider group as people like the four of us all have different levels of connections of, yeah. of stuff that we've done together in the past or recently and in some case, like no connection at all. And that's a different level of wavelength to be sharing stuff with. And in some ways, social media is so like similar to podcasting. You kind of put it out into the atmosphere. Sometimes people respond, sometimes people don't and when you share quite personal stuff there can be a catharsis i think in that but there's also there's also a like there's an inherent risk that mm. the amount of people you're you're sharing to you have no idea how people are going to going to take that and i think that's been something about this year and that especially during lockdown it was such a i'm doing nothing I've never done so little in my life before. If I even get a sense that someone's being more productive or someone's doing something interesting with their time, then I have to have to match that. And I, I think the drive to, to prove that we weren't doing nothing all at the same time. We're fundamentally, as you said, Tappy, everyone's in the exact same boat. For me, I think social media and, and Instagram in particular had beca- became very trying to make uninteresting stuff seem interesting this year where perhaps in the past a lot of I mean people can still photoshop pictures and make stuff look more interesting than it is but I think this year in particular there's been such a a like ah well I still want to prove that I'm I'm doing something doing of something. interest. I'm interested. And I think the flip side of that is when you do go and post stuff that's meaningful. And I think that's also been the case this year as people have realized, well, there's this platform and there's people that I care about, but maybe I don't get to see every day or every week. But I want those people to know a little bit more about me and where I come from and what my story is. The The divergence of, of use of social media has both been like kind of wholesome and mm. kind of even
2: less valuable. Rand- random. Yeah, it's random. It can be very random sometimes. Because I mean, I, I, for me, I I look at my Facebook and it's like have like you know, a, one thousand plus friends on there. So I don't know these many people. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know these people. Yeah, man. i met them like ten, fifteen years ago. And you're right, you're just kind of chucking stuff out there. If I ran into them in the streets one day and they told me something, I'd be like, how the hell? oh true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I did. I say, did yeah, do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like funny I was at you know I was at Birvana the other day and on my story I put me myself like lying down at Birvana and I got people laughing and being like are you okay like did you get that rinse I was like no I was just lying down (laughs) but if you don't know out of out of what was going on so I was just lying down But then now I look back at it, I'm like, oh, people, cancel him, lying down in the sun, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, no, look at him, he's drinking too much. Yeah, (laughs) cancel, boom. I'm out, I'm out. But yeah, I've always had a love hate relationship with social media. I do more, I do more scrolling than I do posting. Yeah, and I know that that's bad in myself. I've got the the tracker on my phone for how long you've been on. So (laughs) I look at that at the end of the day. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god. Have I been doing? Damn. Yeah, but it's just what I do. It's just I just get down a hole. That, but it'll be half random stuff. Me just escaping into other people's humor um, or reality or seeing the wholesome. And it's like, yeah, I feel better for that now. But I can, like you said, it can go fifty-fifty. Yeah, social media. Sometimes it feels so
3: good, and then sometimes you're just like both reflecting on your own usage and seeing sometimes what other people put out. and You're like, mm. but but why? Mm-hmm. Why have you put that up there? Um, what about what about you Kai what do you I don't know it was a big old question it was big, that was oh, like that at least that's, five that's minutes ago question. yeah can that you, you repeat question. the question please no absolutely uh, no, not, 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 even, not even
1: try. I mean from from what I remember you, I think you wanted to like how we look at social media through a podcast lens and then how uh, like we view social media personally personally I hate it
3: yeah Um,
1: I I I I think at the start of this year I was like I'm loving social media I love mm. Instagram and stuff and I, I think as, as I sit here now I hate it because to build into your next question is how do we see it through the podcast? It hasn't changed. Like 2008, mm. people are still wilding on Facebook. Yeah. The same sort of comments. Uh, the only thing that's different now is the volume. Now mm-hmm. I can yeah. share this. I can tag my friend and be like, huh, look at what this person said. Huh? Um, and it's just, it's, it's so, yeah, it's been amplified due to COVID-19 for sure. Cause now we have nothing left to do but scroll. Yeah. And this is the only way that we can get our communication now about, like, you know, this is now the water cooler. Mm. I, I, I can't tell what Sam in the office thinks about this anymore because I'm not in the office. So now let me check Facebook and see what hundreds of people think about this. Um, and even, like, ooh, I'm going to get into my social media bag. Like, the Arab Spring in 2010, mm. Like, that was fueled by social media with like without a doubt. Yeah. Like, people organized protests and government uprisings on facebook mm. and this is like one of the first times that you kind of had to sit with social media is your world that is everything that you see like we are all gonna see different things on our phones and stuff yeah. and that is going to play into exactly how we feel about each other how we feel about cancel culture how we feel about anything else and so then i had to critique social media which is what we do on the podcast we critique social media to the point of like all right, let's go off our timelines and actually dig and look for these articles and read what everybody else has actually been saying. Yeah. Because I can't blame people for thinking what they think because they're looking at their tailored social media, right? So that's why I just just can't. I hate it. And I'm one of the biggest posters you'll know. But all of my posting comes from a a place of like, none of this is real. Yeah.
0: None of it. That's (laughs) the thing. It's not real.
3: (laughs) I think it's a shame that this year the word bubble has become so used for one for one specific thing like just like you said you don't love using the term like content creator yeah Yeah. i think i've realized this year that through all the the pandemic stuff i've realized so much more about the concept of bubbles outside Mm. of all the covid stuff Mm. like the bubble of of privilege the bubble of like people that create artwork the the bubble of your social media like your sphere of influence and what is being influenced and relayed back to you and realizing this year that we all at least in the western part of the world exist within this huge news cycle and then you add in like a sub bubble of people who have access to a laptop or phone to access that news bubble as regularly as you want to and then you look at look at us just sitting down here in wellington not social distance because true you clean you clean you clean clean? i'm good i'm good good, man yeah Yeah, i think think just the i think and this comes back to what you said earlier about perspective and and space to breathe yeah as realizing that there's so many different levels of of friendship and like acquaintance and we live in the city that has as many people it has in it you see people constantly this is the one big thing for me in wellington is every single day i go to town i see someone i know whether yeah. it's someone from school or someone i used to work with or someone i vaguely like served coffee to once and realizing that that social media bubble is is so unhelpful a lot of the time because people you think you know are doing stuff that you don't like necessarily agree with or oh, people yeah. that you don't know that much do something that teases you a little bit to think oh yeah maybe I should still be close with that person and it's hard to to step back and just live your own kind of life and that's why I really enjoyed lockdown because I just I thought there's no one's doing anything I don't really need to check in on people except for friends to be like how are you doing at this period of time Yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Um,
1: it's understanding your influence right like yeah, it's understanding that You will have an impact on people based on what you have on your social media, and that impact is up to them. Mm. And that right there, speaking from personal experience, affects my mental health so much. Yeah, I'll put up something that I think is personal, and somebody be like, I know Kai now yeah this is fantastic and I was like no you don't you don't know me at all and that makes me feel hella anxious and then, I'm, then I got a double back like why did I post that and it's like oh wait I was trying to express myself and then you get into this whole train of thought that is so unhelpful yeah and you just you lose your understanding of influence on other people so yeah you see people around like town as, as we said we all live in Wellington Oh, sorry mate my bad <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that that's my bad. But um <laughs> I mean you probably say New Zealand as well. New Zealand's so yeah. small. Yeah. You, yeah, no. You true. see people that you know all the time. And the impact that you've had on that you have no idea. You have no idea whatsoever. Based on social media So Yeah. You know, so and, and we and we can't we can't even separate that
3: anymore. I find when I'm in when I see people that I that I objectively know, I know their names. I still have the thing in town like I'm a relatively confident person mm. I'm an avoider when it comes to town I'm Ooh. not an active eye contact maker with someone who's just you know if it was any of you three close friends whatever yeah for sure, sure. sure. Nice, call back, sure. nice sure good you just just go yeah. The road. Uh, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like just absolute head in the hands <laughs> yeah I, st- I had this I had it the other day I saw someone that I'd, I'd done a job with a few few weeks ago and i was like i know that dude's name if he sees me he'll probably smile i'll smile back at him but i can't for whatever thing that ticks on in my mental health about the social anxiety of of people i think i'm just like a a head down headphones on kind of kind of person yeah
1: well hey hey i know that for next time
2: I see. Yeah. Sorry about. That. I understand.
1: Yeah. No. Nah, okay. But it is good to know that what like what makes you feel comfortable on that on mm. their, like scale because like for me I'm the exact opposite. Like yeah. If I see you, I'm already thinking that the conversation will probably have. Yeah. yeah. And I'm ready to have that conversation.
3: But I wish that wasn't the case for me. Like I'm trying to actively mm. I'm trying to actively change that. And maybe it's a sense of of time. Like I often feel like I'm in a rush at the mm. moment, particularly when I'm in town. Like I, I'm not a a shopper or a dawdler or like just bra- often I'm moving through town and I think a lot Man, of the time I'm like shit.
1: damn I'm bro he's green waves I'm, bro. I'm, I'm going coming get through out the town. way I ain't got no time for this shop. I ain't got time <laughs> I've
3: gotta get on the bus now. <laughs> My snapper is not topped up. I'm gonna have to put some money on that
2: thing. I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm eye contact. I'm all eye contact. If you if you make eye contact with me, I'm I'm locked. I'm in. I'm coming your way. If not, I'm like, ah, eh, cool. Didn't see me. Like, <laughs> sweet. Hello. Hello. I Hello. Look, just walking down the street, just bobbing <laughs> full, and weaving. Full eye contact. Why is that do still? Oh, it's.
1: Oh, what's I, up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That's got some writ, some wider <laughs>
3: Um, Tabby, I was telling Matt uh, before about your. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. The polls thing. Oh, overrated? Uh, yeah. Overrated, <laughs> underrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was how did that start man and like did you did you enjoy how big it got or did you feel pressure to that people were enjoying it (laughs) i was enjoying it first of all shout out overrated
1: underrated one of the best instagram series you could have probably followed at the time
3: (laughs) for context
0: uh and to answer a question so a while this was probably three years ago I went out for brunch up in Auckland and I got uh, pancakes strawberries are there and I think strawberries are pretty overrated as a fruit you can mm-hmm. cancel me now I'm all good <laughs> so I then posted a story do you think uh, strawberries are overrated underrated and got a lot of responses and I was like okay let me just do random other stuff for example I did Lynx Africa I did Ooh. asking an Uber driver whether they've had a busy night, sparking water, just all these <laughs> random things that you kind of don't necessarily think about, but you will all have an opinion on. And I did that for a few months, like a couple of years ago and it was cool And I thought at the start of lockdown, everyone's gonna be inside. I might as well give the people what they want. Yeah. people what they want. And answer the question around did I feel pressure to do it? Absolutely. There were yeah. times I just like didn't have something to post, but I was mm-hmm. like i've kind of set a precedent slash it's it's a bit of fun it's i get a bit of you know a bit of chat back oh why is this why have you said this is overrated kind of thing but it's just it's just something light to just like i don't Mm. know make people because when people came to me and said i look forward to this every day i was like damn like i'm gonna try and make sure i do it because the effort that i put into it is pretty minimal yeah i think of a random thing probably a fruit Post a photo of it, over it underrated, end of the day, I get the stats down in the Excel spreadsheet. Like, it's pretty light work, but if I know that 100 people, 200 people vote and they have an opinion and enjoy it, I might as well do it. But it was honestly just started off a whim and people really enjoyed it. Because it, people it, it like was sharing their opinion. One of my favorite things. It was. Hey, thank
1: you. It was so good because it also plays into the part of social media that we all love, love, love the fact that there is no middle ground. Yeah. And oh like, yeah. Hey, None yes, 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 of people
0: yes. that told yes. me, well Tabby, can something be perfectly?" No, it can't. it's like no. Choose no. something. <laughs> no, you gotta choose a
1: side and yeah. stick with it. Yeah. Like there's no fence, I'm not, There's even no Even
2: if fence.
0: there was, even if there was a functionality just the three buttons: overrated, underrated, perfectly oh. rated. I'm not going perfectly rated. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Overrated or underrated? State your opinion. If not swipe left that's like what we
1: do on the podcast as well you see these like comments with like hundreds and hundreds of replies people fighting in the conversation because they're looking for a middle ground yeah because they can never be like no like we we have to be on the same side there has to be a middle ground it's like no you don't have to
0: you don't have to have the same opinion about something it's not what life
1: is at all yeah it's either overrated or underrated deal with it I love (laughs) I love I love this series (laughs) that being
3: said one of my favourite words of the last few years has just been "whelmed." whelmed not overwhelmed not underwhelmed just yeah Whelmed. accurately whelmed <laughs> oh, I was no. Oh, no, that, that, that I was, was whelmed you. by that experience oh, are just, you are just,
0: you constantly are you often in a state of being whelmed
3: I feel like appropriately whelmed by something like
0: if some, something happens
3: and you're not like well that was underwhelming or it also wasn't overwhelming it's like I felt the feelings that I feel appropriate levels to what just happened I was whelmed by
1: that I was whelmed yeah I'm gonna have to pause you on that one chief that's not it
0: <laughs> I mean when you said one of your favourite words I was like what's this gonna mean where's yeah. he gonna go with this I have a lot of
3: favourite right. words whelmed overrated <laughs> 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 yeah I, I think I think there's something about the social media stuff that's all about like owing people you, you get into that feeling of, of that you've put something out people responding to it and then you owe them more oh, and it's kind of
0: yeah, when's the next one coming out it's like yeah i'm actually busy today yeah. so yeah, you need yeah. To need to wait. Oh, well, i have I a life on you know yeah. so yeah, yeah absolutely
3: even um this month one of the things that i've been doing for november has just been doing an instagram a minute instagram story like yeah. how i've been feeling that day i've been keeping up man but even even that which is something so so positive both for me and i think just as a, th- a thing to do like it's and it's pretty stress-free like I, i've mm. never worried about what i'm saying or the stuff i'm putting out into the atmosphere but on the days where i've i've forgotten or it gets to the next day i'm like ah i've said that i was going to do something and i haven't fulfilled those expectations mm. and then i'm just trying to remind myself that no one asked me to do this i put it on myself no one's going to judge me if it doesn't happen. There's no mm. massive consequences if I don't do the thing, mm. and yet still, because you know that people are watching it, and you've you've have a history of of doing those posts or those stories or or the overrated underrated, it's it's hard to put yourself back into the mindset of put yourself first. Whatever you're doing today is way more important than anything else that's that's going on. But it's so hard to train that into your it's all a journey we're still working through it still working through it do yeah. you
0: feel that with the podcast as well that if say you're away for a week away for two weeks and you don't post it it's like oh we said we were going to post it, we didn't do it do you feel that pressure at all
2: that's interesting because I know that this week we posted our episode even just one day later which is from different for what we've been doing for the past six months we're Like out out by one day and there was that kind of like oh I mean well, we'll let everyone know, but then at that point it was like, oh, I mean, what? What's a day gonna hurt? You right. know, day's right. not gonna hurt everyone. Yeah, um, you've got other episodes to catch up on if you don't get this <laughs> one straight away. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think, I mean, we've definitely come to the realization that we need a break at some point soon. You know, we've been going hard and we love it, but I think haven't really felt the pressure that much because I think we're obviously trying to do this out of uh, enjoyment and fun of you know just getting stuff out there so I haven't felt that like full pressure of it all um, but I mean I care about it so there's always pressure you know I think there's always pressure of something that you do care about or have some innate desire to do well in it mm. there's always that little bit of pressure and I know people feed off pressure as well especially in a the theater sense you know people I, I remember doing theater and people ask me are you nervous it's like yeah but that's good because <laughs> the nerves mean that I care about what I'm doing yeah, at least in that so sense true. you know so yeah. Um, so yeah uh, I mean I, I I don't get nervous in the sense of coming on here because I know I'm across from someone who is going to support me the whole entire way you know but there is part of it that's like I want to do good at this you know I want people to enjoy what we're doing in all aspects
3: yeah I th- I think I've found a, uh, a real difference in even the most mundane like instagram story say and the podcast and that for whatever reason that sort of social media pressure to have people like your content hasn't really registered with this and i think we we want the podcast to be successful and we'd love for the audience to to grow and you know start getting those Advertising revenue coming oh, hey, through. Hey, we all know. I mean, the, no then. one can see, but man and I are operating with some some pretty good mics. But these two, uh, these two here, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be, you'll see a photo. There's at some always point. there's always steps up to be made. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know why, but when we put episodes out, I'm always I want to maintain the quality of the the content and sort of our pattern of of artwork and mm. and our aesthetic aesthetic of of how we present our content but once that's done and it's out i'm not checking how many likes there's been we listen we go through the listens to see you know how many people have listened to it but i think consistency of what we put out and caring about the reception of that there's a there's a difference compared to say social media
2: Mm.
3: yeah i I don't know why maybe it's because we have started it from scratch of a place of like we looked at each other and we said hey we're doing this because we want to chat to each other whereas I don't really remember the origins of I remember joining Facebook for the first time but there was no like alright I'm going on Instagram but it's going to be for fun just for fun remember that <laughs> that definitely didn't happen I don't even rem- remember when, when did Instagram come in? oof 2012
1: uh, we're popularized 2012
3: 2012? yeah wow yeah. They didn't even used to have stories how mad's that.
1: Yeah, they stole that from Snapchat. Sorry, stole. Oh, don't. Allegedly. Get Allegedly they. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um to keep the conversation going on on mental health, one thing that I did want to ask both of you because I think one of the, the real benefits about talking mental health is is hearing other people's processes and the stuff that they struggle with and the stuff that really helps them and one thing that Matt and I haven't talked about the last three weeks is actually asking each other like what is that what do you think you could do more that would benefit your your mental health we've talked a lot about our struggles and things that have affected us and and both this year and, and life generally but we haven't really sat down and asked each other like kind of what is something that you could do that you you think might benefit yourself and I think the reason I want to ask is I think a lot of the time the answers that people would give to this question is actually beneficial to other people. Like for example, for me, one thing that I I know I need to do more because I know it's so therapeutic to me is is do more reading, manual process reading of just a book. There's something about it that is so so different to the phone and the the quick scrolling and the even for something as simple as as getting tired eyes I know that just if I could get back into reading a little bit every day and just escaping from all that live update sense of stuff I think that would be really beneficial to my mental health doesn't mean I've done it recently I'm still trying to you know, make myself <laughs> do the find thing that book. but I know that that is something that whenever I go about that thing I go why aren't I doing this all the time I know it's helpful I'm just interested that if there's, if there's anything that you guys are aware of that you know would help your mental health.
1: That, first of all, I love that. Mm. I love that a lot. Um, there is... So, like, first of all, yes. Like, there, there are things that I think we all know that help our mental health. And I'm going to shout out one of my favourite songs. Actually, it's an album called Leon the Le Harvest, It's self-titled. But there's a song in there called Paper Thin it's 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 essentially what the whole album was written around and and in the song she's just like you don't have to suffer you know exactly how to get better mm-hmm. and like you can't you can't be happy lost like you have to know. and I was like damn and I think when I'm looking to make a positive impact on my mental health or, or try to get better I'm one of those people that I'm like yeah I know that like seeing my counselors actually don't mm. I come out there feeling new and like if I have problems It's fantastic, and like having that open communication with my counselor is like fantastic. Mm. And then I stopped, and then I like like was just in my own like what I see is like tangled cords, and I was like, man, like I feel terrible. it's like, but I know how to get. I know what makes me feel better, you know. And the same with with you, like you're reading. It's like, yeah, I'd love to do this. Why am I not doing it? And it's like you have no excuse. Yeah, you got no excuse because if you're hungry, you're gonna go eat. Yeah you know and if you're like having trouble with this you're just gonna go do that it's fine so like why not just take the step forward and stuff um and yes yeah, so i'm very very similar i've like i know that i love to cook i know that i love to talk to like my counselors specifically i have like a fantastic one um and i love to write why don't i do more of those things it's mm-hmm. up to me mm-hmm. like, it's up to mm-hmm. nobody else you know yeah. so that's like that's how i make a positive impact on my mental health yeah.
3: Nice man. It's cuz it's clear I mean I, I figure on that it's not a lack of knowledge or a lack of ideas of what could have positive impact on you. It's the 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 not forcing yourself but putting yourself in a position where you go and do those things. Yeah. And sometimes that's a lot harder. Like it's it's hard to to do the thing rather than come up with the idea of what me be beautiful. Everyone going for a walk for, 15 yeah. minutes every day would do everyone some good there's no one sitting here going outside what? the air it's clean <laughs> and yet like but there's we a aren't doing it every day that's what one of the things I thought was fascinating about lockdown mm. all of a sudden you tell people they can't you know there's some limitations and people are like I'll go for a run I'll oh, go for no. a walk true. Or, hello there the like, the amount you of could runners? do that before you know like there weren't <laughs> oh, bans yeah. on hitting the pavement
2: mm.
0: true true oh, yeah when bands on hitting the pavement, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, did not <laughs> that slide?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs>
3: um,
0: I think for me, it's Sunday morning basketball. Mm, like we, and I think this comes back to when the Black Lives Matter movement was probably at its at its apex in New Zealand, and in Wellington we had the uh, vigil and that was a day where I think I spent like most of the day with you we went out for cake at one point mm. and then I know that we, I can't remember what we did after that but we went and played basketball mm. and it was raining and we still play basketball yeah. Yeah. myself, Kai, a few of our friends and for me that because that was also like relatively early into our friendship yeah I didn't really know you that I didn't really know you that well back mm. then um, and that for me solidified not only a part of our friendship but just the importance to me in going and playing basketball because on that day that is what I needed Yeah. because yeah. not only just the pressure of what was going on but then also the pressure of people looking at us as like two black men in Wellington who are pretty well we talk a lot on social media. We've talked a lot about these issues before. The expectation that people had of a way that we were supposed to be acting. And that moment there was just like intensified to the highest it's ever been. And at that point in time, the thing that was so therapeutic that brought me back down to earth that just kind of washed away all anxieties or worries was just by mm. So when, even when it's a Saturday night and I'm about to make bad decisions, I know that Sunday morning, I'm going to play basketball. <laughs> I have been there when I have been so hungover. I'm literally just dropping the ball. I can't run. But it's it's not even about the quality of play. It's yeah. about to put the phone down, turn the music on. Yeah. Let's get competitive. Let's just play basketball. Because it is caught oh. something that I have loved since the day that I picked a basketball up. And when you've been talking about how putting yourself first. There would have been times where it's like, oh, I'm tired. It's like 9am because we go early on a Sunday. Like, it's the time when not a lot of people kind of necessarily are up but just every Sunday morning putting myself first, going playing basketball. It's a lot more than just shooting a ball ball through a hoop. It's therapeutic. So at this current point in time, me being injured, not being able to play, it hurts a lot yeah. and like I haven't seen you recently but I try and go to the gym at that time it's not the same it's it's not the same as going being with your friends just playing basketball talking about basketball so for me it holds such like a close place in my heart and I don't think I realise that until that day until the day of the vigil
3: yeah that's yeah. so when, beautiful that's, so, yeah. good. And that's so good and the sense of community i think as well <laughs>
0: basketball is such a beautiful sport for community like you need one more number you're just gonna ask some random person you're gonna talk <laughs> hey how are you maybe get your phone number then you're gonna play again next week it's yeah. such a yeah. it's such a beautiful sport for that
3: especially at the, this age you get to mid-20s and and i feel like the new people you meet generally are either friends of friends yeah. or something to do with work
0: 100 percent.
3: probably yeah well at least 90% of the new people that you meet yep. fit into mm-hmm. one of those two categories and mm-hmm. I think in the case of of, for example the basketball community it's... meeting someone that doesn't fit either of those two people yeah. and yet you already know you share a passion for something and spending some time with, with someone who you're not the the second fiddle to like the, the friend of the friend or yeah. or everything has to be tainted by the fact that you work in the same workplace and you have to you yeah. know, go through all that stuff. That was the... When I came to that Sunday morning session for the first time, I was like, oh, cool, there's some new people here and they yeah, have their, all their own so stories nice and all their and own new stuff. new people and,
0: there, you know, and you dap each other up and you're like, oh, I'm this person. I'm from like, oh, cool. And like, you may find that you... Say have mutual friends, or if you don't, it's like, oh, cool. Let's do yeah. you want to go for brunch after? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot more than just going and playing. It's a it's a genuine community, and you talk about many people from different walks of life. We go and play, and there are lecturers there that are 40 50 60 years old, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they destroy us. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my ego has taken a hit when it comes <laughs> to that, but still, it's so wonderful. And afterwards. When we're all kind of chilling stretching just having conversations around just like what's happening at the university what's happening in each other's lives they give us like wisdom bombs it's literally just like some og stuff talk, uh, talking to them about their life and learning oh i'm going through this they've had experience you could do this like i remember when i first was injured i saw somebody who we play with um jack at a random event and he was i was describing my injury he was like oh i think it's this i think it's plantar fasciitis go to the physio next week yeah I think you've plantar fasciitis and that's Whoa. just so cool being a part of that community him just like knowing that yeah and I caught up with him and he said yeah I've been playing basketball for like 30 years so I've, I've had a few injuries and it's like <laughs> really? so for me it's so much more about the community and just the way that it makes me feel
3: yeah. yeah and something as simple as at the end when you you say it or you hear it from someone else just the, the see you next time it's yeah. like yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see you next yeah. time and yeah. I'm excited for it I'm, I'm gonna bring like, my come... gold coin yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna bring that donation yeah uh, yeah.
2: yeah, it's uh, I, I'm in a similar vein to that in the sense of I've just moved to a new city I really don't know a lot of people and going into lockdown and you know at at the time of lockdown I was with um my my ex-partner at the time so I wasn't alone but moving to a new city I really didn't know anyone and it took me months not until well we broke up this year it wasn't until after that I said to myself in the sense of my mental health it's like I need to see people You know, like I need, I need to start making new friends. And so I've then since been out for drinks with some people. I've tagged onto some like farewells and stuff of a farewell that I didn't even know the person, but they were like, Hey, come along. And that was really nice to be a part of. Um, And then I went to a theater show for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And just being around more theater people was like, man, this is what I need. Like, this is what I need in a new city and just, getting back into that sense of community and being with people that enjoy the same things that I do and that same passion. Um, and yeah, that's what I've realized I need more of in the sense of my mental health. Mm. But I mean, for, for me, what I can do on my own, for me, my big escapism in a good way is video games. I play oh. video games almost every night, oh, you know? Yeah. And that's me of just brushing away the day and being like, I'm, I'm in this zone now and it's just me I'll play with some buddies and when we'll talk most of the time um, shout out to Tane and RJ I know you've always wanted a shout out so I'll give you a shout hey, out shout out yeah, the you better be listening now um, you better buy me that PS5 yeah. now you're going to shout out the game attacks yeah. too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, nah, nah, nah I'll give it, I'll give it to them about another it, time though. I'll, about I'll, hold, it. I'll hold them I'll hold them um, but just just that that sense of community and the sense of video games and meeting random people on chat as well you know, like that. that's really cool Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. I just, I I know I need to see more people this past week and the amount of people that I've seen has been so nice. Mm. And I know I'm going to go back to Auckland, like quite upset, but in a good way, in the sense of I feel recharged. I need to feel that more, but I need to actively work on that myself in a new city with new people. Mm. So that's where the next couple of months I think is going to, is going to take me in my, in my mental health.
3: I think that's a, a reason why lots of people leave New Zealand the whole OE culture is people getting like sick of this country mm-hmm. and I think now we have to wait oh, I mean I went on an exchange there's great value in experiencing other cities and cultures whether it be for university or go on a massive like safari tour around Africa or you want to go live in Poland for, for a year straight out of secondary school like I think there's great value in that but a lot of people leave their city or New Zealand as a whole f- for a sense of Things are getting a bit boring and a mm. bit stale. Mm. And I feel like now, sure. in this world that we live in, I would be challenging people to find a way to meet new people yeah. within. Because, how many people are there in Wellington? I know you're in Auckland, but yeah, we're I using do. the. You, you know Wellington well. Like 500,000 people? Yeah. And we think we know everyone and we think we know all the communities that we're a part of, but how many new communities are people joining, like trying new stuff out? Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful think about that that basketball yeah, man. this has been here this whole whole time. Yeah. whole time I just had to be exposed to it and then and then continue to enjoy that mm. and that's mm. so nice to hear for you in Auckland that the last few few months all it takes is a few positive experiences to go Yeah, there are people
2: out there that are like minded that I like spending time with mm. doesn't have to be stressful at all no exactly and, and and you know the the interesting thing of that is that it came off a really horrible heartbreaking event yeah. you know that's something it, that completely broke me down but then realising the fact that <laughs> there's still so much more out there that I can enjoy and I just need to go find it and enjoy it mm. yeah for sure um,
3: so I
0: think just to of with this conversation there I see conversations on the internet which really frustrate me where people are kind of shitting on other people's passions mm. and I think that is the worst thing to do Yeah, because ultimately just because I like basketball doesn't mean you need to like basketball. Like you want to read, that's beautiful. People uh, should feel comfortable talking about their passion. So when I talk to them about, say, different things that I like doing and people kind of shy away, oh, I just like doing this. Like, There's no just. Yeah. No, you like doing yeah. that and that is beautiful. Oh, that, that is cool. So uh, it, it really frustrates me that in some lens, like some activities are deemed as like cooler or more socially acceptable than kind of like yeah. others. And this is in the realm of like, activities that are like okay i said socially acceptable i mean there are some things that people do that obviously like for society i'm doing myself a whole yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah. but just like you know like talking to someone they say oh look at you rollerbladers that's not okay (laughs) (laughs) it's like i've got someone to say oh yeah i just kind of like to knit it's like no there's no just knitting is like really really cool i would love to i would love to learn how to knit you know loving to read that's cool loving to write, that's cool just seeing people and it's like we all have our random things that we love to do Mm. and don't feel as I need to belittle them or that yep. somebody else's is, is more cooler than the other thing and it's important to like put yourself first. Like on Sunday morning it's like, nah, I'm not booking anything in. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't you. people are like, Oh, should go for coffee Sunday morning? Nope. Sorry I'm busy. What are you doing? Basketball? Oh you can do that. No, I actually can't like just move it. I'm not, gonna move it. I'm not yeah. gonna move it. Like I'm sorry, I'm just not going to. Any other time available, but Sunday morning it's not happening. Yeah, you know? it's like yeah, and it, making that space for yourself is is such a pivotal change. Yeah, because it's so easy to go "Oh, I'll skip it this week," yeah. but you don't understand how detrimental it'll be be say for your Sunday out when you see, or when you see that other people and you're like, "Oh, damn, I missed Barcelona oh, yeah, and no. you know that because you only play once a week, you got to wait another seven days to play.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing you; you missed a Sunday, isn't that? An, 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 to no fault of your own, I think you were injured or you cut yeah. your hand. And you were just... I was... I remember, bro, <laughs> bro I cut
0: my hand one time in playing and yes. that was when, like, there were so many... Goods. He was
1: steaming. I
0: was so mad. <laughs> he was just looking at the court like... Because <laughs> you do this one time a week. One time in seven days for, like, two to three hours and not being able to do it? Yeah. That hurts. So and then put yourself first. That would what honestly what be the equivalent
1: say. of me not being able to, like, talk to my counselor or me being, like, mm. missing an appointment. Absolutely. You know, yeah. that's, it's just like, oh, I, I, I need that. Yeah.
3: You know? So, damn so how are you I know you said you've been trying to fill in that time where you would be doing basketball now like mm-hmm. I know we've talked personally about like injury recovery time and yeah. Yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff is it okay because you know it's a, sh- a short-ish term thing and, and you'll be back and that's and that's fine or is it you, Sunday mornings are a bit of I don't know not a struggle at the moment but I know we I know what you'd rather be doing you've just beautifully Absolutely. outlined it
0: I think, knowing in the back of the mind, my mind that if I don't take injury seriously at 40, I'm not going to be able to play, I'm mm. like, okay, I need to take this seriously. Because, I mean, we play with the people that are, like, 40, 50, 60 years old, and if I want to get to that point and still be able to play, then I've got to take the appropriate time away. Oh, yeah. you know? Like, sometimes, in this case, because it's a physical activity, you've got to sacrifice for the long-term good. Yeah. It maybe means that I'm watching basketball videos instead yeah. Sunday morning, but just doing kind of something in that space.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it is it's helpful to know that when you come back oh that'll be so sweet oh, oh yeah it's gonna really be so oh, it's nice going, it's gonna be like I'm a be round of so applause I'm be so bad at basketball applause. but it's gonna be so good to be so out. trash it's so, <laughs> so nice like, anybody
1: that listens to this Tabby is actually like
0: oh, bro, point god but anyway yeah. look this isn't a basketball podcast let's not get down to <laughs> Avenue it, was, it was, always, always, was always it was always gonna gonna head down. <laughs> we had to dip our toes in a little bit
3: um one thing I did want to ask you guys about was some of the stuff you've done with, with Cozy Corner and and putting real emphasis on like, certain key words of human human traits and, and four of them being confidence, passion doubt and tension all of which I think not nece- you know they didn't necessarily come from a perspective of mental health but like just looking at those four words I think they all they're all crucial into this great big sphere of like mental mental health and stress and anxiety and positivity and all that sort of stuff. I was just interested in not getting you guys to break down all four of them but just think about confidence and passion maybe at, at one end of the spectrum and doubt and tension at the other end mm. and having had those conversations with each other and with the guests that you that you were interviewing With some little little gems. I mean, obviously, this is gonna send some people your way. Listen to the whole web, you know. I'm trying. I know you're talking about, bro. But (laughs) but yeah, I just confidence, passion, doubt, and tension of of those four. Are there any like little gems from from those processes of learning and thinking about those words that you think are particularly like applicable to positive mental health discussion and and bettering yourself and all that kind of stuff? Yeah.
1: Definitely those those four virtues were chosen because they are all elements of conversation themselves mm. so any story that you will listen to or hear will have at least one of those elements um, and, I, and I mean That's one of the elements that we could have chosen out of tens of probably thousands right um, and I think like for example confidence like we are going to Talk about confidence in some way shape or form every day, you know, and and That is so positive that we can also talk about tension in the same light you know and we will experience tension every day and uh, one of my favorite podcasts of the cozy corner that tabby did was tension because it it almost exemplifies this of like a, oh this isn't just a, a virtue or this isn't just a, a tangible thing like we can we can feel this without it even being there mm. and and even calling back to the, the stuff that we talked about of like influence it's like yeah but there is an element of tension there and and we're not talking about it or realizing it. So starting that conversation, and I'll let Tabby explain on that, but that conversation of, okay, let's actually talk about the types of tension that we actually deal with. Let's talk about the doubt that we have in some conversations. I think it's very important to opening up that talk about mental health because mental health is now such a a term which has just been used in every second sentence. It's like,
0: okay, let's break down how we actually talk about these conversations.
2: Mm. Mm. I
0: think for me... The kind of the reason behind choosing those four because as you said we could have chosen out of tens of thousands of them is that those are different topics that will impact every single person that we do not talk about yeah like i have never ever had a conversation around tension in my <laughs> life before the podcast but it's something that impacts every single person at different stages of their life and to kind of go into a gym, um we interviewed dr ian williamson and he talked about the fact that there's kind of a nice balance of having some tension. Like, you don't want the entire situation to be tense, but the kind of tension of, say, trying something new, mm. putting yourself out there. And that is so important to have because you may just kind of sit there, exist. And obviously, at different points in time, it's important to kind of just take everything in and understand that you are comfortable from the place that you are. But say when you're trying something new, it's also important to feel that, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. This is kind of exciting. I'm putting myself out there. I'm learning a new language. I'm doing some public speaking. So for me, that was kind of, that was revolutionary because I'd never thought of tension as a positive thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Like I'd always thought of it as, oh, that meeting was kind of dense. Yeah. Like Deborah yeah. kind of cussed out Paul. Yeah. Like it was kind of yikes. Kind of cuss out somebody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Passive aggressive email, but you know, yeah. it was for me, it was like, damn, they really changed our perspective on something. And having conversations with people, you touched on it before. Having a podcast means you can ask them questions that you're never gonna ask them during the day. Yeah. yeah. Like it'd be a bit weird if I just asked you, hey, did you feel tense at all? Like, the other yeah. day? Like it'd be like, um, yeah, I did, but Tabby, like what? like where's this coming from? <laughs> yeah. But having a a conversation on a podcast gives it that purpose where you are allowed to ask these questions and that's why I love this medium and talking about this four different things like they impact our lives in so many different ways but we don't we talk about it we don't really have an understanding of it mm. you know so I guess that's why we kind of chose those four and the two on each side some which are kind of seen in a more positive light and then some that are seen in a negative
3: light yeah mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. tension's a fascinating subject one of yeah. the the little gems that I I guess learn at, at drama school because there's a lot of uh, anatomy involved with that like understanding your body and oh, how it yeah. moves Absolutely. and the way that things as with you know many creative and you know, sports based professions you know the human body is an, is an instrument you can train it and you can adapt it mm-hmm. and one of the things that uh, one of the teachers at the school put a lot of effort into well, changing our perspectives on was the concept of physical tension and trying to open our eyes to the the realization that pe- people would come into into school and class and be like oh, i have tension in my neck or i have tension in my in my back or behind my eyes or whatever and he was trying to explain that tension is not something that gets created it's not really like a it's not like a bruise like tension you don't you don't have tension you create tension tension as a result of something that you must be doing to yourself it's not like a disease that you pick up externally tension is something that fundamentally your body and your mentality and all that stuff is creating for yourself and because we know that to be true then we can backtrack and we can assess well what is what is happening that is making that tension be created and let's stop doing that thing and then you won't have the tension rather than viewing it as a I picked up some tension on the flight to Auckland and now it's with me and I like, I (laughs) can't And that was such an eye-opening thing for me to view tension as a, as a, something that I had to be responsible for. And Mm -hmm. like looking at something like doubt, knowing that doubt can be super, super helpful to you if you view it through the positive lens of, of making, you know, decisions justifiably and thinking about consequences and yeah that was just when, when I was thinking about the, the way that you guys had had looked into tension I was like yeah we physically we think of it as something that we're unlucky to pick up mm. but actually it's all self, self-control self like you can yeah. just figure it out yeah
2: well that's what I find a lot with mental health as well is that self-reflection and a lot of us don't have it you know you talk about tension in the sense of how, can we figure out where this has come from? And it's exactly the same with mental health as well. Like if if there is a problem that is in your head or something, then I mean that's got to have come from from somewhere. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of us find it really hard to be able to dive into that ourselves. Hence why we go to someone else, you know, every week or every month or so and have those conversations. Us talking every week, we can we do have the ability in ourselves to figure it out Mm -hmm. and instead of letting it just fester and it just be a thing that's happening yeah um and I think that's why this whole month has been this conversation because through conversation and through talking about things we can figure out where (laughs) all of the stuff is coming from whether it be good or bad because I mean figuring out where the goods come from is even better because we can keep on doing that yeah yeah Yeah. and
3: realizing how much feeds into this this great beast that is mental health like we spent most of last episode or like a good half an hour just talking about clothes and Mm. realising that something as simple as clothes you know Matt and I have vastly different sort of experiences with because of his history with with retail and I guess my not history with retail some people fashion is such a thing that they express themselves for some people it's just not a big not a big deal at all I mean you look at facial hair for some people that is such a a stress particularly when you're you know coming out of secondary school that age why is something as as fundamental as hair follicle growth (laughs) something that causes so much stress for people um and all the stuff we talked about with the arts realizing like there's all these different elements that that contribute to this this wider bubble it's not just like the one thing that i have to do today that's stressing me out it's all the other elements of stuff that that go into it um just thinking about November as as a whole i guess to to wrap up this has obviously been a November that has been a part of a year that's been filled with so much other stuff um, just thinking about mental health as this year as a as a whole any like final final thoughts on I don't know. I've personally for Movember this year, I've tried to not make it too male focused. Obviously, we're yeah we're for for men talking about mental health, but I've tried to not do a great division by by gender this year because I think everyone's gone through so much mental health stuff. I know the Movember Foundation specifically does causes that help with male mental health stuff, but mm. I don't know. Just a little open table to to finish out the episode. Any any thoughts generally on your mental health, other people's mental health? This world mo-
2: we live in <laughs> this November. I to be honest this month's probably been the best outlook I've had all year just in the sense of having com- committing the time to actually talk about the stuff and I think going forward from here it's now instead of it being like oh this week we're going to talk about this and, and this week we're going to talk about this actually just sporadically <laughs> talk about it you know, and just and just have the casual conversations, um, but I yeah I, I think it's been a nice cap to to my year. I mean, the year's not over yet, but it's been a nice cap to the year in the sense of being able to evaluate everything that's happened before this month, and then really dive into it and appreciate for what it is and where I am now. I think that's what I can really take away from November this year, um, and also getting out and going for a run as well. As I said last time, I'm a little bit behind from goal. I've got a week to run. But the whole point is getting out and and running and doing that, you know? And I think that's another big thing I can do for myself going forward in that alone time and in that self-care as well for my mental health and just having some exercise Mm. and getting some fresh air. So this year's been, this year, this month has been very positive in that sense to kind of cap, a year that has just changed my life so much. Mm.
0: Awesome. Beautiful, man. I think for this Movember period and kind of not necessarily specifically at Movember, but just in mental health in general, I have two points. I. Remember I was at this, uh, this rugby match a few weeks ago and I was talking to kind of a friend of a friend, so we hadn't really had many discussions and I started talking to her about, oh, she just mes- recently moved up to Wellington from Christchurch, moving with a boyfriend, and I was asking her questions that I deemed relatively kind of standard, like, oh, how have you found moving up? Like, a lot of your friend group now is solely based around the friends that your partner has and how has that impacted the relationships around you? And later on I found out that she was quite... Taken aback by those questions because those are things that no one had ever really Mm. asked her. And Mm. it kind of hit to me that people, I don't feel, have conversations they truly want to have. And there's a number of reasons for that. I'm somebody who probably maybe overshares and asks people questions that are like, whoa, Tabby, why'd you ask me that? But (laughs) I think we have so many conversations about the weather and elevators, about what we did on the weekend about all these kind of serviceable things and if you're comfortable to have deeper conversations please do like a lot of time people are just yearning for someone to ask them to to make them feel that so they have a voice and given in myself I'm comfortable having difficult conversations regards to anything whether that's race a lot of other things that people may feel uncomfortable having them with me I try and make it apparent that no we can talk about Anything, Because finding out that that one question kind of really impacted their perspective on kind of how they were feeling, I was like, and conversating is very, very important. And the second point is that I'm a massive fan of kind of doing this, having these conversations, seeing, say, celebrities talking about it and different things, but I'm also looking to what's the next, like, what's the next step? Because mm-hmm. the thing is, mm-hmm. are we going to be doing the same thing in 10 years or is something going to have actually changed? So... When I was at university, I was an RA for two years. And that really opened up my eyes to different things related to mental health. I was pretty fortunate that I had a pretty good first year myself, but talking to different students who, say, were the first in their family to go to university. They uh, didn't know anybody when coming to a hall. Like, I came from Wellington, went up to Auckland, I knew people from school. Or, say, they'd moved in with their partner from the small town and they'd broken up. And how that's such a massive change. And how university, the waiting line to actually see a counsellor is huge Mm. so I'm thinking what are the structural changes that are actually going to happen in society that make it that it's not this much of an issue because as much as it's beneficial for us to have these conversations what are the structural changes like what's actually going to change from this like what's the tangible next steps Mm. right because think We'll put a pin in it right here i'm 25 in 10 years are we going to be having this conversation on how we need to have more counselors people need to have more conversations or is something going to actually change Mm. now maybe i'm too pessimistic but i don't necessarily think things are going to change but hopefully i don't know there's more government investment and all and all these things but that's kind of the conversations that i'm trying to have because as we get we're all 25 as we move as we grow up and our friends become in influential positions here here and here i'm like okay now you have this power and influence are you going to try and help make a positive change because yeah. we all know we could pull up stats New Zealand does have issues with mental health, with suicide rates and the like and what changes are actually going to happen mm. so that's what I've kind of been interested in finding out and exploring this November slash last month
2: damn, yo beautiful I had
0: some stuff to get off my chest but I've been thinking
3: about this for a while that's good thank you
1: I guess this this November I've just been focusing on the fact that uh, I guess building on from what Tabby said as well like uh, my first year was pretty good I didn't really need to talk about my mental health uh, in in a way neither Um, and then you know as I got older you know certain things happened and um, you know like lost some family members and then I sort of just started struggling with it Um, and I think not just this year, but this month I've really been able to nail down what makes me feel better, what doesn't like what am I not doing to help myself? I think that's like been my November just focusing on things that like this doesn't work, this never has stop fooling yourself sort of thing, being real with myself and having those conversations in the mirror of like who do you wanna be get there you know like if you wanna if you wanna be happy, if you wanna you know lose out with this anxiety get there you know you, you can do it you know your pathway to success and you know your pathway to to happiness um but also i think like the conversations that i've had in this last year of mental health everybody has something to say about social media mm. um and so this month i've been running back from social media i live well i'm from kaitaya and i went home last week and like i i, I told it, all my friends was like i'm trying to get away from social media for like the next three four days but um I live in a place where, like, the service is so shoddy that I get notifications once every 10 minutes. And they're, like, you know, all the messages that I send out, I'm like, man, wow, no one's replying to me. And then they all <laughs> come at once. And so you get pretty tired of that. So, you know, you just end up, like, leaving your phone at home. You just yeah. turn your phone off, whatever. And, like, that, that was so good because I just realized that, like, oh, man, that's allowed me to breathe. That's allowed to me to do so much. And then all of my friends are sort of telling me the same thing. I'm like, yeah, man, I got to get off social media and all that. And I was like, we don't. We really don't. Um, and so that's my biggest thing for November. I just realized that me and social media don't mix, mm. and I gotta I gotta find out a way to leave it in the past or leave it behind successfully. Mm. Um don't get me wrong. I love talking to people over it I and mean, only way I can contact my family back home. And I mean, like our podcast is platformed on social media. But personally, it doesn't do me any good. yeah, yeah, so that's what I've learned in this November. I think mm. that's been the main
3: takeaway. I think i'm there with you man i think like not not as my main takeaway but just i've been thinking about that for so long and i think it's kind of at the it's come to a head where i'm like well make some meaningful change mm. for for yourself oh um, yeah
1: it's, it's like this is not doing me any good yeah so like if i want to change we gotta change it
3: yeah i think one of the main things i've been thinking about this movement and this year as a whole as it relates to mental health is just work like so many people I know particularly our age so unhappy with, with their place of work oh. how tired they are from work what they're doing 40 hours a week
0: have you been reading my messages yeah. bro? <laughs> Just, <laughs> please stop agenda, bro? please stop there and
3: we did an episode on this but it was quite we a did. while ago to be it honest was, and was. I think what I found interesting is how it's become more and more and more and more apparent there are so many people that I care really deeply about whose main anxieties and stress and difficulties with life at the moment stem from what they do for work. And as someone who has been largely a beneficiary since coming back to New Zealand, my perspective on, on work um, has completely changed this year and how it's related to my, my personal mental health and using that to judge other you know friends' mental health and how that relates to what they're doing and yeah I think I've just been trying to reflect on what can we be doing differently like you like like you've said about social media and Tabby like you said what is the meaningful change well, well where is the shift in dynamic on this you know is it mandatory four day weeks is it people who actually just deciding you know what if I can't save for travel and, and the housing market is, is so terrible that I don't need to save maybe I'm better off I said this to someone last night I was like that 10 hours of work the difference between 30 hours work and 40 hours work the money that you save from those extra hours is probably not translating to saving for a house you probably spend just slightly more because you earn slightly more and that expenditure is probably something that you could remove from from your life and and not even notice but the 10 hours of extra work that you do a week is probably impacting you Mm. massively Mm. and i think i'm struggling at the moment seeing so many people that i care about really battling through with what they're doing that i'm just trying to think about what the alternatives are you know Mm. like we said on that episode it's not as easy as telling someone if you hate your job quit your job like that doesn't that it doesn't work like that Mm. but being aware that there are so many people in their 20s in particular that i know whose mental health is being negatively impacted by their work whether it's workplace the career they're in if they'd rather be doing something else um i think that's just the conversations i've been trying to trying to have with with people and and figure out you know where can we where can we shift things here because it shouldn't it shouldn't be like this yeah yes the world has to continue to operate and jobs need to be done yeah but it doesn't make sense if everyone's hating what they're doing
0: yeah yeah I actually, I have a friend who left uh, work recently because it was just detrimental to his mental health and I was so proud of him mm. because in the in the jobs that we kind of, that like, that me and a few of my friends have, it's quote unquote a prestigious place to work and I hate that so much because it implies you need to put that above everything. Yeah. When actually at the end of the day, when we're 50, 60, wherever, on our deathbed thinking about things i'm not gonna be like oh i'm so glad i spent those first three years of my career at this procedure's place like who ultimately cares like if it doesn't satisfy your purpose or make you feel fulfilled i might like, just don't do it mm. you know like so you hearing that i'm like yeah absolutely i know so many people who are working in places that it's detrimental for their health and they're still going so my friend told me he was leaving i was like that's honestly so beautiful and i am so happy yeah. like that is that you're putting yourself first
3: yeah that i mean that's it right like yeah. putting yourself putting first themselves. and recognizing that there are things that are, are not beneficial to you and it is within your power to to change that and if it's not what are the structures that are in place that are preventing you from making change and working yeah. on, on those structures um because everything everything that we've mentioned i think is all positive conversation around change that can be made within ourselves and with other people and i mean we've all we've said it before across all of our platforms like so much starts from just having having conversation and like i feel like i know both of you way way better than i did 90 minutes ago Absolutely. and it's only because we've just sat down and just talked about some stuff and i think it's it can be really really challenging and, and difficult and scary to have conversations with people that aren't necessarily your best friends or people whose whole life story you already know. But ultimately the perspectives that you gain from those people who have something to share that maybe you haven't considered, that's the stuff that you go, hmm, well I'll make some change because this person's just dropped a little jam and <laughs> I'm gonna take take that on board. True. Um, True. Thank you both so much for being here today. This has honestly been so so beautiful and such an amazing way for for Matt and I to finish this this month of talking about mental health and and gaining some perspectives from from other people. So thank you so much for being here. No, we we, always, we appreciate it. And and man, look uh, I got to do it.
2: Like we got to we got to hear some plugs. Tell us what you're working on. Yeah, what's next? What's happening? Where you at? Do
0: you wanna do you wanna talk about say so and I'll go unpack Sure. Um, Well,
1: the SESO Project just finished up the Class of 2020, uh, which was a, uh, well, sorry, the SESO Project is a mental health storytelling platform, Uh, and the Class of 2020 was a free service that we provided to young people in between New Zealand and Australia. To journal uh, for the first time in their lives. And so, what they did was weekly, fortnightly, or monthly, they were able to say anything they wanted uh, just by speaking. Uh, we transcribed it and kept a digital journal for them. And uh, I mean, the results were fantastic. We found out that, you know, a lot of young people not only have been struggling with their well being, but have never been asked the question of, like, what's your story? Or what would you like to say? What would you tell yourself three years ago? Things like that. Um, and so that was fantastic. And we are going to be doing the class of 2021 uh, next year as well. Uh, so yeah, look out for that and follow us on Instagram at the Say So Project. And also follow you know, the Cozy Corner uh, podcast on Spotify and Apple. Did I get that in 60 seconds? That was
0: nice, bro. That Thank was you. clean. That was
1: Thank efficient. <laughs> that was
0: nice. Uh, so Kai and myself, we have a podcast called Unpack. And we dissect, analyse, uh, unpack uh, different uh, events that have occurred in New Zealand's history. And not only just the event itself, but you look at the, the discourse, the social commentary around that, what you'll find in the comments is the good, the bad, and the ugly of New Zealand. A lot of time people think, oh, New Zealand is so great, and it's like, oh, have you seen the comment section? But the thing is, it's not just a case of just sitting there and like laughing at John's comment, because that ultimately does absolutely nothing. Right? Like I might get a couple of laughs, but it's important to actually understand, okay, they have this opinion. Let's try and understand where this comes from. Because unless you actually understand someone's perspective, you're just you're just me sitting there laughing at someone on social media, which literally does nothing. So we dissect the comments, uh, we look at so if they had the power to make decisions, what would the world look like? Somebody made a comment that we should kick all uh pin-sized, rugby players out of the country so we looked at okay how much would it actually cost to on a mystical island build a prison get them over there house them and all all of these things because some comments are so how can i put it just so interesting i'm gonna leave it at that Um, because it means nothing uh (laughs) that they deserve to be unpacked
3: Mm.
0: oh and you can find that uh unpacked.co.nz on instagram
3: there we are. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to be, lots to be listened to, and Oof. I mean, look, I can't speak, I can't speak highly enough about both of those two projects. Um, if you're, if you're new to the podcast game, I can't recommend them highly enough. If, if podcasting's your thing, look, you know where to go next. Um, thank you both so much for being here. It's been our absolute pleasure to have you on, and we should say, our, our first real proper guests, and, <laughs> and we true, true day. Lucky to have you. Lucky hey. to have you. Hey. Hey.
1: Thank you so Which much Pleasure to last. Yeah. last.
3: And to everyone out there listening, hope you're having a great day, great week, whenever it is you're listening to this. And we'll see you next time.
2: Peace.